and welcome to A Star Witness. This is Kayla bringing another episode, and today I have with me my mother, Renee. Welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. Good to have you. And before we get started, we want to say a word of prayer so the Lord will be with us as we discuss this topic of health. So with that, let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask that you be with us this day, and Lord, we ask that you help us to have good health and help us to learn more of how we can take care of this wonderful body that you have made for us. We thank you for giving us the health message, and we ask that you continue to lead and guide and direct us and help us us to be a witness to those around us and we ask all these things in your precious holy name amen amen so today we wanted to talk about what mom myths about protein well that sounds today's. interesting lots of people think many wrong things about protein so we're going to talk about protein and cover some of these myths sounds good so let's get right into it shall we yes okay well the first uh, quote we're going to look at is from councils on diet and food page 406 and it says education should be given on proper diet and you can also find that diet in Genesis 129 chapter 3 verse 18 Isaiah 55 2 and Psalms 103 verses 4 and 5. Well that's really good to know that we are given this not only over and over again in the Bible but we're counseled of how we should eat and what's good for us so the Lord really wanted us to know this stuff. Yes he wants us to be educated as a says and that's why we need to read our books and study and learn exactly what the Lord has for us. Yes in 3 John 2 and we quote it a lot but it's a good one. Beloved I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. That's one of my favorite verses. That is really good. So God wants us to be in health. He doesn't want us to be sick and full of disease and not feel well. He wants us to be in good health and he wants us to prosper. That's a nice promise. It is and and we read in MH 127.1 that disease is an effort of nature to free the system from conditions that result from a violation of the laws of health that God gave us. Right. We're also told in the 11 manuscript release, page 187, to become more intelligent in regard to the laws of life. So we're supposed to be educated and become more intelligent. Yes, and how do we gain that intelligence if we don't study? We don't. Well, that's why we have to read, read, read all the health books and learn exactly what in them. Yeah, we have to also then educate others with what we know. We're told that very thing in GCDB, January 30th, 1893, paragraph 2. It says, educate people in regard to the laws of life. Right. Educate, educate, educate is another part of a quote in six manuscript release, page 379, paragraph 1. Why though? So, why should we do this? Because they need to know how to have to preserve their health so that they know how to take care of their own body. Because not everybody knows this and so we have to educate them and help them to learn. Yes, we've said this many times and it's worth repeating because many people just don't realize how important it is to have this knowledge and to then share that knowledge with others. Right. A lot of people might learn some things here and there, but then they just keep it to themselves. So we want to share and teach others so they can have good health and, and they can share. It goes like a circle in the water, just sharing, sharing, sharing. The ripple effect. Right. In MH128, it says, It is the duty of every person for his own sake and for the sake of humanity to inform himself in regard to the laws of life and conscientiously to obey them. We're told in KC 20, paragraph 4, in violating the laws of health, 
yourself. Even in doing the service of God, you misrepresent your maker. So even when we're doing the Lord's work, we're not supposed to violate the laws of health. And I know many people who have confessed that they've done that and they've suffered the consequences of it. Yeah, true religion and the laws of health go hand in hand, we're told in Seven Testimonies 137.1. Yes. So we need to educate ourselves not only to live in harmony with the laws of health, but to teach others a better way. CG 361 paragraph 2 says. So yeah, we have to teach others a better way and we have to live it ourselves. We just can't teach others and not be doing it ourselves because then people are going to look at us and say, well, oh, look, at they taught such and such and they're not even doing it themselves. So we don't want to be a stumbling block or a bad example. Yes, exactly. We need to be what we say we are and we have to teach what we ourselves practice. Right, you know, there's a lot of people that think, oh, you're talking health, you're talking health, you're talking health. But we're told in Ministry of Healing, page 128, too little attention is generally given to the preservation of health. It is far better to prevent disease than to know how to treat it when contracted. So yeah, we want to be preventing it from coming because it's easier to prevent it than to have to go through all that pain and suffering and whatever you go through once you contract it and then you miss work or who knows what happens where you can't do anything because you've got this disease or sickness that you can't function properly. So just take care of yourself and be healthy. (laughs) Yes, exactly. That's the best way to do things. So today we're going to discuss the subject of protein and how consuming too many grams of it can lead to many diseases as well. So first of all, what is protein? Well, protein is one of the nutrients along with carbohydrates fat, vitamins, minerals, and water. It's an essential nutrient and it is contained in every part of your body. It's in your skin, your muscles, your hair, your blood, your body organs, your eyes, and even your fingernails and bones. Wow, it's in everything and everywhere. Right. So now let's talk about the structure of protein. Sure. Proteins are composed of small units, and these units are the amino acids, which are called the building blocks of protein. There are about 21 different amino acids, which are commonly known, and there are 13 non-essential amino acids and eight essential, meaning you have to get them from the food that you eat. Right. We're not to take amino acids like so many people like to do. We are to get them in our food. Now, each different protein is composed of various amino acids put together in varying order with just about limitless combinations. Most proteins are large molecules that may contain several hundred amino acids arranged in branches and chain. Now, if you were to ask your average child whether they would grow bigger, faster, or live longer, chances are they would choose the growing as fast as possible because they're children and they don't really know what's best for them yet. Exactly. I mean, ask any adult and they'll choose long life. That's why so many people are trying to find the secrets to living as long as possible. Right, when we already know what they are. (laughs) Exactly. And as early as the 1930s, research on animals began to show evidence that high-protein diets accelerated growth rate in maturity, but shortened the lifespan. Mm. And in the past, many people believed that when it came to protein, one could never get too much. And today, scientific evidence shows a 
otherwise. Mm, so, where did this protein myth come from? Let's talk about that. Well, back in 1880, there was a famous German scientist named Dr. Justice Liebig. He determined the thought that muscles were made of protein. From this discovery, he concluded that muscular strength was dependent upon eating large amounts of protein foods. Well, later his protege, Dr. Carl Voigt from watching coal miners, calculated that these strong muscular meat eaters need about 120 grams of protein a day. From this observation, he concluded in his mind that this must be the amount necessary for the body every day. Although the beliefs of these great men were later proven to be wrong, their beliefs caused a worldwide concern over getting enough protein, a concern that people even still have today. So how much protein do we really need? I mean, over the years, estimates of experts have often been revised, and most are now recommending less and even less protein. The National Academy of Sciences has set the U.S. recommended daily allowance, a.k.a. the RDA, for protein of 60 grams for the average man and 45 grams for most women. And the World Health Organization says 50 grams for the average adult is sufficient. But most recent research is showing that people only need one gram of protein for every five pounds of weight, which is a significant difference. Well, that makes more sense that you go by your weight because not everybody's the same. So a 250-pound man is going to need more protein than a 100-pound lady. (laughs) And also it's the weight that they should be, not the weight that they may be with excessive pounds. So you have to go by your height and, and your frame and determine what your weight should be and not what you are. Now, if it's just a few pounds here or there, over or under, that's, that's okay. But yeah, we're talking very much excess weight. So for example, if a person weighs 300 pounds, but they should really only weigh 180, then we go by the 180. And so what you do is you take the 180 and divide it by 5, and that equals 36. So that person needs 36 grams of protein minimum per day, not exceeding the 50 recommended by the WHO. So the average American in 2014 in just three meals consumed an average of 180 grams of protein a day. Wow, that is a lot compared to only needing 36 for the example we just gave. And most women are not 180 pounds, so... That's way too much protein. Yes, for sure. And so according to the experts of what is a healthy amount to consume, Americans are eating three to four times that amount. Wow. In addition to our already high protein consumption, various diets have received much attention in recent years, encouraging the use of even greater amounts of protein foods. And these high-protein diets have been promoted to enhance weight loss and athletic performance. But the long-term effects, according to scientific research, shows the following problems to be related to this. As a matter of fact, have you ever heard of the Atkins diet? Oh, yes, I have. And this is the diet that recommends you eat very little carbs and lots of protein and lots of fat. In fact, the founder of this very diet happened to die of heart disease. Why? Because this is one of the side effects of a high-protein diet. Remember, when Jesus gave the five loaves of bread, he only gave two fish. That's the protein. The bread was the carbs. So now we're going to talk about some more complications related to too much protein in the diet. One of the first things it does is it elevates your blood pressure, and it elevates your triglycerides and your LDL. 
The majority of the protein eaten in America comes from, guess what, animal sources like meat, eggs, and dairy. So these are all high in cholesterol, fat, saturated fats, which are all known to promote narrowed and hardened arteries, accelerating aging, and shorten your lifespan. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, it is. So the third thing it does is it causes a depletion of vitamins and minerals. It's also responsible in the formation of gout, also heart disease, and clogs the arteries, and increases in liver enzymes also dehydration which can lead to a host of many other problems oh yes and not to forget the loss of calcium which happens during urination and intestinal irritation so this can exasperate problems like ibs and others and also nutritional deficiencies And don't forget about osteoporosis, which is very common in America. You don't really hear much about that in the European countries because they don't have a high-protein diet over there. It's interesting to know that where in the countries where people do eat less animal protein, they don't have the hip fractures and stuff we have here too. So, yeah, we we don't want to eat too much protein. It also can cause kidney stones, which I hear about a lot that people get, and all kinds of other kidney problems, and even cancer. A high intake of animal protein has been shown to promote the growth of several cancers. Wow. Yeah, and you know, another thing is sexual maturity development at a much younger age than in the past. Due to the high fat and high protein, Today's boys and girls grow bigger and develop a lot faster. And that is true. I've, I've had people that I personally have known who have told me that their little girls are menstruating at age 7 and 9. That's terrible. It really is. I mean, it's sad to think about how much things have changed in recent years as far as society is concerned and how uh, a lot of it has to do with all of the fast foods and all of the things that people are eating because they think that it's either good for them or they don't care because they just want that good greasy fat food. Well, you know, from 1850 to 1995, the average age of sexual maturity for teenage girls in America went down from 16.3 years old to 11.9. And as I said earlier, some as young as even 9 years old. An early age of sexual maturity is associated with earlier sexual activity and a rise in our teenage pregnancies. Over in Puerto Rico... There have been found many children, especially girls, at the age of five who are already going through puberty. These are babies. I mean, five-year-olds are not ready for that. No, that's a lot for them to deal with. It is. I mean, in addition, young women who experience sexual maturity at an earlier age have been shown to have a greater risk of breast cancer and heart disease. And another large myth in the U.S. used to be that protein can only be found in an animal product. But over the last several decades, it has been shown that protein is available from both animal and plant sources. Absolutely. There's lots of protein in the vegetables we eat and plant sources. It's amazing. You can get protein from nuts and all kinds of places. Now, the typical U.S. diet is a mixture of protein sources, of course. Variety and choices will provide an adequate diet. Now, we're going to uh, look at some food 
amount, protein, and grams. So I'm going to talk about how easy it is to really get protein. Now, animal products, if you have like a three egg ham and cheese omelet, you're going to get 46 grams of protein. And a Big Mac, you would get 26 grams of protein. A fried chicken basket, like from Popeye's or Kentucky Fried Chicken, you're going to have 48 grams. And then three ounces of chicken is 20 grams. Now, three ounces of meat is just the palm of your hand. Yet at one meal, most Americans eat three to four times that much. Experts say that no more than three ounces total of meat should be consumed in a day because the other grams can be found in the grains, fruits, vegetables, beans, etc., which is recommended to be consumed daily. Now, three ounces a day and people are eating meat for breakfast, meat for lunch, meat for supper and who knows if they're snacking on it in between with those Slim Jims and all this other stuff that you can buy, dehydrated turkey and you know stuff like that. It's just, it's a lot, way too much. Now back to our ground beef, three ounces, 21 grams, pork chops, which we hope nobody's eating, but we know some are. 15 grams in just two ounces. And even one little old egg has six grams of protein. And cheddar cheese, one ounce. Now that's not very much. Seven grams of protein. All this excess protein leaches out through the urine, causing a loss of protein and causing bone problems. Wow. Right. There's even, like we said, protein in plant products. For example, beans, just three-fourths cups is 11 grams. And yeah, wow, that's a lot. It is. And in two tablespoons of peanut butter, you have eight grams. And one bread slice is two grams. I'm assuming they mean whole wheat bread, but maybe not. Why? That was the fact. We discovered what just said one slice of bread, two grams of protein. But still, that's a lot for just one slice of bread. Oh, for sure. And cooked cereal, just a half a cup is two grams. And dry cereal, only one ounce of it is four grams. And rice, which if you only had a half a cup of it, is five grams. And if you had two tablespoons of nuts, you have five grams. Now here's the kicker. <laughs> yeah, soybeans, if you eat a half a cup of them, you get 10 grams of protein, which is a lot. Yes. And cooked vegetables, just a half a cup of them is two grams. Well, did you know all plant foods have some source of protein? Wow. That's what most people don't realize. And even science is now showing that you don't even have to mix a grain and a legume at your meal to get a complete protein. Because we used to think, oh, okay, I have to have corn and I have to have beans and I have a complete protein. Or I have to have bread and I have to have lentils to get a complete protein. Well, now science is saying you don't have to do that. You can get complete protein. So anyway, if you want to learn the harmful effects of consuming too much protein, all you have to do is do a Google search. And what I did was type in the harmful effects of eating too much protein and a whole bunch of information came up. There's tons of information out there regarding this subject and you can find all kinds of links and everything to look at. One of the good ones is acefitness.org and read article number 34. There's also videos out there about the dangers of consuming too much protein. Another good website is nutritionfacts.org. And Dr. Michael Clapper, MD, he has a diet for all reasons on YouTube. And another great place is Forks Over Knives. That's a popular 
thing that I'm sure many people have heard of. Oh, yeah, and it's a documentary everybody needs to see. I mean, they have good stuff out there telling about your health and how to eat without using, you know, animal products and such. And Dr. T. Colin Campbell, who was a professor at Cornell University, he authored the book called The China Study. And I have that book. It is an excellent book. Yes. I mean, you should all see those studies because... It's very fascinating, forks over knives, so I highly recommend it. He also worked with a cardiologist out of Columbus, Ohio, I forgot to mention, and his name is Dr. Esseltine. So anyway, the documentary that I wanted you to see, too, is on wowmovie.me, and then slash watch forks over knives. You can find that, and that's a really good documentary to watch and learn about your body and what to eat, what not to eat, and we also need to know about casein. Casein is an animal protein. All animal protein has been shown to turn on the cancer genes. So read your labels. Casein is in a lot of things. And you can just Google it. But some of the things that we discovered was... That casein may be found in breath mints, cereals, cheese, cottage cheese, glaze for baked goods, ice cream, infant formulas. Well, that's sad, putting it in there. For sure. Meats that are processed, nutrition bars, pizza, no surprise there, mm. protein powders, salad dressings, and any foods with whipped toppings. Yes, read your labels. It's C-A-S-E-I-N, casein. And look for that ingredient. And if you see it, don't buy the product. Also, I just wanted to add that if you do have a Netflix account, you can find Forks Over Knives on there, too. Oh, right. So, and I think you can also rent it on YouTube or something like that. I'm not too sure about that, but you can look into it. But just Google it, and I'm sure you'll find it wherever. It's well, a that, lot of places. Yeah, that wowmovie.me has it, so they can go there, too. Yeah, and that's free, so... Anyway, yeah, look out for casein and read your labels because it is very important to make sure that you aren't eating this unknowingly. And I mean, a lot of people just don't think about reading their labels and it's easy to forget. And especially since sometimes when you have been purchasing a product for a long time, you trust it. But the thing that they like to do is they like to change that product and add things to it, especially if they change the recipe. So every so often we will look at the list of ingredients again for the products that we purchased because we have found many times where something that we liked and enjoyed suddenly got changed and something horrible was added into it. And we were so bummed because this was such a good product before. Right. I've, I actually check every time because we try to buy in bulk. And so buy something and a couple months go by and you buy it again. And then it's like, whoops, they changed it. So... You have to always read the labels. That's what I recommend. It doesn't matter if you bought it last week, two days ago. You never know when they're coming out with something new and they're changing the label or the ingredients and whatever. I find that even sometimes I've bought something where I've read the label online and then the product comes in the mail and I read the label again and it's got something in it that I don't want. And so that's kind of a bummer too. But you just have to be a good label reader and always, always check your labels and if you don't know the ingredient 
look it up by all means. I mean, if you can't pronounce it, that's probably bad to begin with, but look it up, Google it. Stand there in the store and Google it. I've done that before. It's like, what's that? I need to know before I'm buying this product. Yeah, we're held accountable for what we put in our body. And I mean, another thing that I wanted to talk about with this protein myth is the fact that if you look at some of the biggest animals in nature, the gorilla, the elephant, all of these strong animals, yeah. the rhinoceros, they're all vegans. Yeah. <laughs> they're eating nothing but grass and the trees or whatever the plants that they eat. Yeah. And you have these big, strong, dangerous silverback gorillas that I wouldn't want to face down. <laughs> uh, nope. <laughs> so it's possible. And I have even seen some weightlifters, not you know, that I do it myself, but I have seen some that are vegans and they are pretty strong. Oh yeah. You know, just because you're eating plant-based doesn't mean you're weak and, and, you know, you don't have any muscles or strength. In fact, people who eat plant-based are stronger and wiser because looking in the Bible, when Daniel and his three friends refused to eat the king's meat, they, after 10 days just, they were proven to be stronger and smarter than the other m young men who were being fed the king's diet. And I also know that a lot of people that are into exercise and they have those protein shakes because they think that they should get more protein because they're doing the weights and they're doing the exercising. And I just want to caution that you use... You use none of it. Throw it away. You don't need it. Eat according to God's plan. Fruits, nuts, grains, and vegetables. Eat at the right time. Eat the right combinations and you'll be fine. Yeah, use a different approach is what I was going to say because you can do something that by eating healthy and eating right that you don't need Need all those protein shakes which you can barely chug down anyway because usually most people hate the taste of it yeah but yeah and, and i've heard they're they can be very expensive probably they cause digestion too i don't know what's all in them i can't remember but probably some of them might even contain caffeine i don't know if they do or not but they're just not healthy and they're not necessary do your own research of course i mean study to show yourselves approved and See whether these things be so for yourself. Do all of this research. Go online, please, and Google it for yourself. I mean, this is a big thing, and we've been lied to for a long time by all of these medical people who have said that you need tons and tons of protein when that's just not the fact. Of course, you probably do need, like, a little bit extra, not that much, but a little extra for when you're working out, but it's nothing major. It's like, I would say it was barely anything, you know. You just go by your weight, like we talked about earlier. That's all you need. If you're working out and you lose weight, you're going to need less protein, not more. People who work out and exercise, they want to stay fit, they want to be in shape, and they want to be the proper body weight. So if you start working out at 200 pounds and you're only supposed to weigh 160, well, when you lose those 40 pounds, you better start eating less protein then. Yeah, so it all goes hand in hand. You have to do everything that we've been talking about. And this falls under the first thing that we have in New Start is nutrition. And this is, plays a big part of it. And this is only just one component of nutrition. So nutrition is a big thing. And we'll be talking more about it at another time and more things to do with nutrition, such as fiber and some other things that we have planned too. So, And we already talked about one thing, which was MSG. So yeah, that was a big thing. 
Well, I want to talk about one more quote, and that is in Ministry of Healing, page 146. It says, Thousands need and would gladly receive instruction concerning the simple methods of treating the sick. Methods that are taking the place of the use of poisonous drugs. There is great need of instruction in regard to dietetic reform. Wrong habits of eating and the use of unhealthful food are in no small degree responsible for the intemperance and crime and wretchedness that curse the world. That's a very powerful quote that I'm going to leave you with. And just know that we're praying for you and that we hope that you have learned something and that it will be beneficial to you and your health and your family and your loved ones and your friends and whoever you can share with. Please do so so that they too can learn about the dangers of too much protein. Thank you for having me here today, Kayla. Yeah, you're most welcome. I appreciate you coming on and sharing your knowledge. And is there anything else that you would like to share? Well, I was going to share a recipe, and it's called protein balls. Now, this is not something you want to eat every day or all the time, but this is just something you can make, and it's very healthy that you can eat with your fruit meal. And it's a half a cup of peanut butter, or you can use almond butter, and one cup of quick rolled oats, a half a cup of ground up flax seeds, so measure the flax seeds first and then grind them up, two teaspoons of maple syrup, and a fourth a cup of raisins. And what you do is you just combine everything in a bowl except for the raisins and mix it up real well. Then add the raisins and make sure that they don't get all clumped up. And you scoop out a spoonful of the mixture and just form it in a ball. And do that until the mixture's all gone. And then chill them for at least an hour or more. And then you can eat one of those. And that's very loaded with protein. So that's something you can eat with your fruit meal since there's raisins in it. Now, if you want them for your vegetable meal, you can leave out the raisins and put in some carob chips <laughs> or just or just leave it out, period, and don't put anything in. Or maybe you could add some sunflower seeds or think about different things you could do with it. If you could put in some chopped up apricots or chopped up dates maybe. But this recipe is very uh, versatile. So just try it and see what you think. But it's very delicious. Oh, thank you for sharing that recipe I'm sure it's amazing and delicious because you're a wonderful cook (laughs) thank you and I just want to say once again I appreciate you sharing all of that information and coming on and sharing your knowledge and it's good to have you well thank you for having me I'm glad I could be here and and share with you and spend this time here I love to uh, help people to learn more about proper health and what's good and what's not and I just praise the Lord for him giving me the ability to learn too. Yes, and if you'd like to have any health questions answered, you can get a hold of my mother on Facebook. She has a ministry there called Restoration Remedies and Recipes. And she has a lot of knowledge about natural remedies and recipes and just all of the things that you should be doing to help your body and to follow God's program and 
So it's really wonderful. You should definitely check her out. And well, thank you. <laughs> I try to help where I can. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And remember what it says in Matthew five sixteen: Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And now that you know all of this, it's time that you go out and share it with others too. And you can share this podcast with others if you'd like. And with this being said, let your light so shine so that you are a star witness for the Lord. Amen.